hello, hello, and welcome back to Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So for this episode, I wanted to kind of just talk about how I'm saying fuck you to those I went to grade school with and why they basically drove me out of my toxic hometown. So earlier this year, I made this whole YouTube video about how I was forced to move back to Richmond, Virginia after I lost my job and my first startup last year. So it's officially been a year since I was fired from that job, which is really crazy to think about. But looking back, I'm kind of glad that I was let go because I was very unhappy there and I made a whole video about losing my job as well. In the video where I talked about me moving back to Virginia, I talked about how Richmond, Virginia has been a huge triggering place for me because I had a bad childhood due to the terrible people that I went to school with and we're about to dive a lot deeper into that in this whole episode. And the people were very judgy. Uh, Richmond breeds a lot of fake people and people who are just kind of closed-minded. Another thing I didn't like about my hometown that I say in the video is that my hometown's boring. I also found it that dating is really tough and impossible there because it just seems that there aren't single people around anymore and that everyone's kind of all coupled up, they're engaged, they're married, they're in relationships. So it's really hard to be single in that city. I mentioned that there's a lack of jobs for young professionals. I stated that Richmond doesn't have a lot of opportunities. There aren't a lot of cool companies that do exciting things. And there's not that big of a startup market there. And a lot of the companies use outdated technologies and they still require you to dress up in the office and wear business casual, which is not something that I'm into because I like to be comfortable. I want to wear whatever I want to wear. And then, of course, the last thing that I mentioned was about Richmond's deep, dark history and how it's very racist. But I do want to say that they have taken down some of the statues, the Confederate statues, what I'm referring to, which is great. And that's a start. But yeah, so that's basically what I talked about in that video. So I will link that video in the show notes down below if you want to hear a little bit more about my perspective on those topics but in less detail than what I'm going to dive into with this episode. But basically, I'm not going to be holding anything back. I am going to talk more about kind of my experiences in grade school, what led me to getting bullied, because it's really sad. It's, it's such a sad story. And I hope if you're out there listening that this can be some stuff that you can relate to as well if you've been bullied a lot in your past and now you feel like you're doing very well in life where you've kind of escaped all those toxic human beings that you grew up with. So I want to just kind of talk about grade school because this is basically where everything kind of crumbled for me. Life was pretty good when I was a child up until first grade. So for preschool, pre-kindergarten and then kindergarten, I went to Jewish private schools. I made a lot of friends I was able to be myself. I didn't get made fun of. It was just a very happy time and place in my life. And I was around other people who were also Jewish. So things seemed to be really well for me. And then for first grade, my mom decided that I'm going to go to public school. And I think she did that maybe because private school was just too expensive and public school isn't expensive. 
I actually don't really know why she had me going to public school. I never really asked her, but let's just say it's for cost purposes. So I started going to public school at first grade. I immediately felt out of place when I realized that I was the only Jewish person in my class. And there were four other teachers that taught first grade at this school. So there really weren't a lot of Jewish kids at the school to begin with. So that made me feel like I was not normal. And people kind of questioned, oh, she doesn't celebrate Christmas? Hmm, that's weird. So that made me feel really insecure about being Jewish. But my mom always insisted, don't talk about religion with people because it can be hurtful to talk about. And I was thinking, really? Hmm, okay, I won't talk about religion with other people. Because my mom apparently knew best and I was a kid. So second grade was tough for me because this is when I started to develop a ton of mental health problems. And it evolved into a lot of inappropriate behaviors. And that's basically what I got made fun of for. And this is kind of where it all started. So what I'm about to tell you is super embarrassing. But I once thought I was a horse. Yep, I shit you not. Take that for what you will. I legit thought that I was a horse. I mean, I was out here neighing and braying. I was galloping like a horse. It was really embarrassing. I've always grown up being a horse person. I started riding when I was six years old and I was really obsessed with horses. So that could be the reason as to why I thought I was a horse because I thought horses were the greatest things in the whole entire world. And let's be real. I still think horses are amazing. I love horses. They're my favorite animal. So that was something that I got picked on all the time. And I will address mental health issues in another episode, but this is basically where it all started. And my peers didn't really know what I was going through. They absolutely thought I was a freak of nature. So then when we go to third grade, I was diagnosed with trichotillomania. If you don't know what that is, it's a hair pulling disorder. So when I was about nine years old, I started to recognize my appearance, meaning I was able to make a judgment whether or not I was pretty enough or if I was ugly. At nine years old, I was able to start forming an opinion about my face. And I noticed my eyebrows were some of the ugliest things I had ever seen in my life. I became very insecure about my eyebrows because I had a huge unibrow. I still have a unibrow and I constantly have to manage my eyebrows by plucking them, waxing them, and just grooming them as best as I can because my natural eyebrows, I look like a gila monster or something. It's not cute. (laughs) But anyway, I started pulling out my eyebrows simply due to the fact because I wanted to make them smaller. And then afterwards, it became very obsessive. And then once I started pulling out my eyebrows and they were becoming sparse, I then went down to my eyelashes. And then I started pulling out my eyelashes. And there were lots of spaces of just skin and patches that you would see on my eyelids. And people were starting to notice and make fun of me for it because it looked weird. Teachers were starting to get concerned with my behaviors and I had to go to therapy. 
of course, I did go to therapy when I thought I was a horse. That was a whole nother intervention in itself. I won't get into, but when it came to trichotillomania, I was seeing a therapist about my hair pulling. I was constantly shamed for pulling out my hair and being told, you can stop it, you just choose not to. But that's not how trichotillomania works. I can't just stop, even if I tried. Because trust me, I wouldn't wish trichotillomania on on anyone. I have a huge bald spot in the back of my head because of it. And I have a ton of hair damage on my sc- and on my scalp because I pulled on the back of my head. And my hair pulling happened when I got into high school. It got really bad before my senior year of high school. And that's when I did some scalp damage. Anyways, I'm getting off topic, but that was something that I was heavily made fun of for. I was made fun of for the bald spot on the back of my head because that looked silly and weird, right? I was made fun of for the lack of eyelashes and the lack of eyebrows that I had. I didn't know what filling in your eyebrows meant at the time because I was very young and I didn't know how to do makeup back then. So anyways, let's just kind of talk about middle school because this is where things got really bad for me. So the people that I went to elementary school with, I want to blame for the bullying that happened to me in middle school. I think the people from my elementary school would talk badly about me to people from other elementary schools since my middle school had six different elementary schools feeding into it. People would start to form opinions about me just based off gossip and things that I did when I was very young and... They didn't seem to look past that. I experienced a shit ton of bullying. I Like I said, I really do believe that my peers from elementary school were the fuel to having my whole grade find me weird, annoying, and a loser. I will say boys were horrible to me. They made me feel so insecure about my body and my looks. I felt like I was constantly being grossly degraded by them and they made me feel like I wasn't pretty enough to have a boyfriend. I was never called fat or anything like that, even though I wasn't fat, but I wasn't skinny. I was really unfit. I remember during PE is where it was so bad. I was a slow runner. I was very out of shape and it showed. Especially during fitness tests. That was so embarrassing. I remember when we had to test for pull-ups, I couldn't do one. And all the guys made fun of me for it. Called me weak. And then, of course, all the popular skinny girls could do a pull-up easily. And they were naturally fit. And it was kind of unfair. I was always being compared to other girls in my class. And... They would always say, this girl's way hotter than you. This girl's way cooler than you. And it was really hurtful. I don't understand why I was constantly being compared to these other women in my class. But I was always gaslit by dudes. So there would be these guys in my French class who would always say to me, Alana, you have no friends. Nobody likes you. So the gaslighting comes in when they would say, Alana, name five friends. And I would name five friends and then they would say, no, that person doesn't like you. And if I said somebody that they didn't know 
because they went to another school. They would claim that I made this person up or they would just say, oh, no, that person doesn't like you just to try to have power over me. So the fact that I constantly had to defend myself to appease these people, that is gaslighting. That that's what that is. I've gotten into a lot of fucked up scenarios with guys. Anytime I got in trouble at school, it almost always involved a guy because I got into a couple of physical fights with guys because I didn't know how to defend myself. I would always result to slapping them or punching them in the face because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know how to use my words. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. So what did I do? I resulted to violence, which I'm not proud of. And I don't condone violence. If someone pisses you off, please use your words and not your hands. There was one time in band class, uh, there was this guy who I grew up with in my neighborhood who was so mean to me. I remember he kept rubbing his balls in front of my face. It was so disgusting and I asked him to stop because it was disgusting. I didn't need to be seeing that. But he still did it because he knew he was getting a rise out of me. And then when I couldn't take it anymore, I punched him in his nose. I got in-school suspension for it. I think I actually did get in trouble for this at home. But for most things that I got in trouble with at school, I didn't get in trouble with at home because my mom knew that I was getting bullied. And she didn't appreciate that. And the system at my school was really fucked. I always got in trouble when my bully always got away with it. So... Other situations would just be guys calling me ugly all the time. I would have guys come up to me trying to hug me. And then when I would try to hug them back thinking, oh, this guy wants to hug me. They would put their arms down and then they would walk away. And it would leave me feeling really confused. Being like, what the fuck just happened? Such a dick thing to do. I've also had guys pretend to like me. Guys ask me out even though they didn't mean it. And I definitely said no because I knew that they were messing around. But what if there was a case where there was a guy who asked me out and I genuinely thought he was being serious when he wasn't. And I have a story that I'm about to get into in just a second because the situation was so fucked up. Uh, so yeah, actually let's go into that now. So there was this guy that I really liked in seventh grade. I had a big crush on him. And I was in health class. And I was talking to one of his friends who happened to be a guy that ended up not being nice to me later on during the school year. But he had asked me who I liked. And I said, okay, I'll tell you, but you need to keep it a secret. Like, please don't tell anyone. So he was trying to build up some fake trust with me and take advantage of my vulnerability. And he was out to expose me and humiliate me. So I stupidly told him who I liked. And he, and this guy was in our class. And he goes, wait, him over there? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay, cool, cool. So then I get up to go to the bathroom. And then when I come back, everyone is saying, oh, my God, you like him, blah, blah, blah. And I can see the guy that I have a crush on hiding under his shirt. He's beet red. He's so embarrassed. And he acted like a complete dick. He ended up being really mean to me throughout the rest of the year. And I still ended up liking him. 
I don't know why I constantly gave him that power. I kept making excuses for him. I didn't know any better. If a guy isn't into you and clearly states he's not into you, you need to learn how to move on. And I didn't move on until maybe summer after that year. Why would I like somebody who is such a dick to me? I don't know. I didn't know any better. I still kind of fed into the patriarchy because, again, I didn't know any better. And, yeah, that was really embarrassing. I had to live with that throughout the whole entire year of him being repulsed by me, him saying, Alana, stop looking at me. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so here's where this really fucked up situation happens. So there was this guy who was friends with one of my friends who was having her bat mitzvah. So at the party, I was talking to this guy in my grade and he was saying, do you still like this guy? And I said, yeah, I do. And he was saying, I think he may actually like you now. And I was saying, what do you mean? And he goes, I'm going to talk to him really quick, see if we can get him on the phone. And I was saying, oh, that's so nice of you. God, I cannot believe how gullible I was here. So him and this other girl who is such a bitch, I don't know why I ever trusted her either. So they set up this whole fake call. So this girl was on her phone saying, Alana, I have the guy on the phone. I'm, I'm just going to not say his name. Keep it a secret. He wants to talk to you. And I said, wait, really? So I started to talk on the phone with what I thought was my crush. And he was saying, Alana, I've been sick this week. Because he was out of school this past week. Apparently he was sick. But Alana, I've been thinking about you. And I've changed my mind. And I do like you. And I do want to date you. So then he was like, Alana, will you go out with me? I was stunned. But deep down, something didn't feel right about this conversation. But I said yes, because I thought this was my chance to finally date this guy. I was so excited, right? So I said yes, and it was official in air quotes. So then the following Monday at school, I didn't see my crush because I wanted to walk up to him and talk to him. But I didn't see him that day. But in our academic wheel class, which is basically like a study hall, the guy at my friend's bat mitzvah was in that class. And he says, yeah, Alana, I got a confession to you. And he says this in front of everyone. That was me on the phone that you talked to. He never asked you out. It was me. I can't believe you fell for that. And I was so humiliated. Because I almost was about to go up to this guy and hold his hand or something. Thank God I didn't, but I ran right to the counselor's room. I needed therapy immediately because I was so humiliated and I felt really stupid. So I I hid in the therapist's office the whole entire day because I was so embarrassed. Another instance that I've had with a guy with bullying was this one guy in my math class, seventh grade. He was very rude to me. He and I did not get along at all. And then there was this one girl 
who is new and I actually became friends with her and she knew that I didn't have a lot of confidence. She knew I was getting bullied and she really wanted to just help me like build up my confidence and stand up for myself better. She really did have my best interests at heart and I am very grateful for her even though I'm not friends with her anymore. I don't even know where she what she's doing these days but I'll never forget her. So this guy had the audacity to put his hands on me and he pushed me and she was saying Alana you need to push him back. Don't let him touch you like that and so I pushed him back Then he gets very angry and he slaps me across the face. And the whole room goes silent. This was before class started, by the way. But the teacher walks in, finds out what happened. I get in-school suspension for pushing somebody. Even though he slapped me. I was just trying to defend myself. I don't know if he got in trouble or not. I, I honestly don't remember But I know I got in trouble and that's so fucked up. So yeah, a lot of guy drama in middle school, just not getting along with dudes, having men just take advantage of me like that, calling me ugly, calling me friendless, calling me a loser, saying nobody likes me. It was really damaging. I felt very devalued as a person. And I can't believe that I once thought that... I was ugly just because they told me I was ugly. I remember this goes into high school as well where I still thought I was ugly and I wasn't pretty enough to get asked to school dances. That really devalued me and made me feel like I wasn't good enough either. But that's a whole nother thing for another time. I'll get into high school in just a little bit. So let's talk about the girls. Oh, the girls were no better. They were so fucking fake to me. I thought I was friends with some of the most popular girls, popular girls in air quotes, in my grade. But it turns out a lot of them were just pretending to like me. There were even people who weren't my friends trying to tell me that these people didn't like me. And they thought it was pathetic that I thought any friendship that I had with these girls was real. And... They weren't even trying to warn me or look out for me with good intentions. They were just doing it to make me feel bad and again to try and have power over me. Which really sucks. These girls were literally like the stereotypical mean girl that you would see in the movies. I shit you not. My middle school life felt like some kind of teenage movie. Some of these girls are still shitty to this day. I know that I'll never be able to trust them. They're unapologetic in the worst kind of way. And they don't really care how they treated me. So there's this one girl who um, was on the cheerleading team. She's on the gymnastics team as well. And I had always thought that she was super kind and sweet to me. But turns out she was incredibly fake. She would always walk up to me kissing my ass being like, Hey girl, how are you? Oh my god, you're so adorable. Literally talking like that. In the fakest sounding voice. But I thought she was being real. I did not know how to seek through her fakeness at all. I was literally taken advantage of. It was so pathetic. And 
she was very manipulative. She was so manipulative into making me think that we were friends that I invited her to my bat mitzvah. And funny enough, she did attend. She went to the service and then she went to the party as well. And I think she just basically used me just so she could say that she was invited to a bat mitzvah and she went to the party because she loves to party. She literally used me. It, it's so disgusting. So then it was probably in eighth grade when she sent me a message on MySpace when that was a thing back in the day. And she confessed how we weren't actually friends. She was just messing around the whole entire time. She said, we're actually not ever hanging out. So please don't think that we're friends. I bursted out crying when I read this message. I felt very betrayed and hurt. And I officially hated this girl. She felt like Regina George. I'll just never forget the way that she made me feel that day when she sent that letter to me over an online message. It hurt, it stung, and I lost all trust in her. And I just decided, you know what, I am just going to avoid her for the rest of the time. I, I want nothing to do with her because she's a bitch. That's all I'm going to say. So let's move on to another girl who was really terrible to me. And I can't believe I thought she was my friend as well. Because this girl was super fake and also a bit manipulative. So she sat next to me in English class in sixth grade. And she would try to get to know me in quotes. She would try to get personal information from me. Wanted to know more about my secrets because she was going to use my secrets and my vulnerabilities against me. She was always talking shit about me. She always talked to me in the fakest sounding voice ever. There was one time where she said, hey, Alana, are we friends with her hand out like she wanted to shake my hand? And I said, yeah. And so when I reached out to shake her hand, she pulls her hand away and she goes, mm, get some. And I thought she was just messing around with me, but mm -mm, nope. That was her way of saying, actually, no, I'm a bitch and I'm telling you to get some friends because I don't like you. It always made me feel really confused, but I still thought, oh no, this girl's my friend, but she's not my friend. It took me a really long time to open up and realize how fake and insincere she was with me. And she's still a really mean and fake person to this day. Ugh, so last year, when I was still following her on Twitter, I no longer follow her on Twitter. I, in fact, I have deleted her off all social media. But there was a time where my mom was in the hospital because she had a really bad heart attack and was on the verge of dying. So I went back home to Virginia for a week. So I could go to the hospital and be there for her in case I had to say goodbye. And in 2019, I was trying to grow my Instagram. And when you're trying to grow your Instagram, you need to post pictures every single day and be consistent. I cared very much about my brand on social media. And there was a period where I wasn't posting and people were kind of concerned. I actually gained a lot of genuine followers who really cared about me. And they wanted to know, hey, you haven't posted in a while. Is everything okay? So I made this one post 
where I was very vague about what was going on because I didn't want to share about my mom being in the hospital and her heart attack. And I apologized that I hadn't posted in a while and that my content was going to be delayed. So this bitch decides to make a tweet and she wrote something along the lines of Instagram has seriously made people delusional. This girl that I follow has a thousand followers and she's out here talking about her brand in quotation marks and apologizing for delayed content in quotes. I laughed at this tweet because it was so fucking ignorant and rude and just overall very childish. She had no idea what I was going through. And the fact that she was making a mockery out of me trying to build a following on my Instagram was really insulting. Because I use my Instagram differently than she does. I post a lot of content about navigating life and dating in San Francisco. I'll post the occasional fitness picture here and there, the occasional cat picture here and there. But I try to post things that other people are going to find valuable. Her, on the other hand, will post pictures with her and her friends, drinking at bars. Honestly, just regular content about her personal life. And only her friends are going to find value in that content. Whereas my content is different. We use our Instagrams differently and that's okay. So the fact that she didn't understand that I am an Instagram brand, that I do have a social media following, and that I do have a message that I'm trying to relay out to the world, she doesn't have any kind of message because she uses her Instagram personally and it's also private. So I just blocked her so she didn't have to see how delusional I really was because apparently I'm delusional for posting content that brings value to people. So that was the end with her. I just, I couldn't stand her bitchiness because in reality, this girl is a bitch. I've never liked her. It, I think in high school is when I woke up and realized, yeah, this girl sucks. She's not my friend, but you know what, we can still follow each other on social media. And then at this point, I was thinking, okay, Alana, no, it's time to cut the cord. This person sucks. So that's that girl. So then there's one more girl that I'm going to talk about. And this girl was the fucking worst. So she was in my PE class. She's a cheerleader. And I thought she was really cool. And I wanted to be her friend. But apparently she did not want to be my friend. She was very annoying. Or I'm sorry, no. She thought I was very annoying and thought I was really weird. I just got into so much beef with her over stupid petty shit. I really wish I remembered some of the things that we fought about. But I always remembered her just saying that this girl doesn't like you. She would just always try to tell me that nobody likes me and that I didn't have friends either, just like some of the guys would. She had a lot of power back in the day, and I think my grade was very influenced by her. And I don't know if it was because she was a cheerleader or what, but she made me cry all the time. And she didn't care that she made me feel bad. I remember in seventh grade, I had to sit next to her in science class. That was the worst. She was so disgusted that she had to sit next to me and 
I am just feeling really insecure and I'm bummed that I had to sit next to her. I asked my teacher if we could have different table partners and my teacher said no and that hurt because my teacher didn't know that I was being bullied and I tried to explain to her that this girl's a bully but she thought oh no this would be a great way for us to hash our differences out. That's not the case. That did not happen. We never hashed anything out. Thankfully, I only had to deal with her hellish behaviors towards me in middle school because then in high school, I barely had to interact with her, which was great because she's a horrible human being. I will just never forget the way that this girl made me feel. So this was last year. She sent me a message on Facebook and she said something like this. Actually, this is what she said. I've, I have it pulled up on my phone. She said, Hey lady, I know this is out of the blue and random, but I wanted to tell you a few things. I'm really sorry I was such a little shit back in school. It was totally uncalled for and rude. I truly apologize and hope you can forgive me. Two, get it girl? You look absolutely stunning. Three, I'm really proud of you and hope all is well. Four, one of my best friends does the same competitions and is a personal trainer. You should check her out. Here's her Instagram handle. Five, I hope you're doing well and you have a fabulous night. So then I said, hey, thanks for reaching out. I really need to process this message due to our past and I promise I will get back to you on this. I hope you're doing great yourself. Then she says to me, no need. Just wanted to get all that off my chest and out of my head. If you're ever in the blah, 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 I'm not going to reveal her location. Let me know. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, Girl, if I'm ever in the same location where you're living, I will most definitely not let you know because I don't want to fucking see you. So I actually typed out a response of something that I really wish I could have said to her, but I didn't send it because I'm fucking tired. I literally just don't have the energy to deal with such fakeness. I really don't, but I'm going to tell you what I wish I had sent to her. And I kind of regret not sending this to her, but it is what it is. This is what I would have said to her. In all honesty, this is quite an insincere apology. It just seems you only reached out because you saw my bikini competition pics and you saw how much I physically changed. So many people do that to me and all of a sudden went in on my life because I had a major glow up. It's incredibly fake. I don't have time for that. I also don't like that you promoted your friend's Instagram handle. It completely takes away from your message and it comes across as you just trying to get a name out there. You didn't even put yourself in my shoes at all. You don't understand the living hell you put me through those years. I woke up every day dreading going to school because I had to face being called an ugly friendless loser, especially by you. All the tears I had to hold back or sometimes couldn't hold back was emotionally draining. You're the sole reason as to why it became hard for me to make friends and have people disrespect me for no reason. You've turned people against me. You had a huge influence on our grade due to your social status and it's really sad that people developed uninformed opinions about me without ever trying to get to know me. You left a huge emotional scar on me because you were a malicious bully. I don't think you'll ever realize what it's like to have people tell you that you're an ugly, friendless loser to your face. You, your fake friends, and all those douchebag boys from our grade all did it. I was stupid to believe that I was ugly and a loser. 
it hurt badly and you didn't even feel bad about it. I just wanted to be accepted by my peers and to get through school. Unfortunately, it was very vulnerable, didn't know how to stand up for myself, and y'all knew that, which is why I was such an easy target. Y'all just wanted to have power, which is pathetic. I'm not sure if you were dealing with something at the time or if you were just very insecure with your own self because that's what triggers bullying in the first place. However, it doesn't excuse your gross actions. I'm glad you realize it's bad now, but right now I can't trust what you're saying. Your apology sounds very self-absorbed and it's obvious you're doing it to make yourself feel better. I really hope you can understand where I'm coming from and best of luck to you. So yeah, that's what I wish I could have said to her. So if she's out here listening to this podcast, well, now she knows what I really think of her apology in quotes. So all of these people that I talked about made it really hard for me to make friends because people were so heavily influenced by the more popular people and their opinions. One more thing that I just want to add about middle school and then I'll go on to high school In middle school, I was also called a llama for the longest time. It started in sixth grade, and people started to make me feel really insecure about my name and that my name was very weird-sounding, not normal, not your typical white, common name. My name is Hebrew, obviously, and people didn't find my name to be unique. They found it to be a way to make it a laughing stock. So people would call me a llama. They knew it pissed me off. They loved to get a rise out of me. And I sadly would give them those reactions. So in Hebrew school and at summer camp, I tried to change my name to Jenny. So the reason I chose Jenny was because I used to be obsessed with this show on Nickelodeon called My Life as a Teenage Robot. I don't know if anyone remembers that show. But oh my god, I was obsessed with this show because I felt like I could really relate to the main character Because she was a robot who was just trying to live a normal life in high school. And she was definitely not accepted by her peers except for one other person. And I remember she didn't like her name being called XJ9 and she wanted to go by Jenny. And I just thought, you know what, why why not? I'll go by Jenny too. People made fun of me for wanting to go by Jenny and they knew that it was in correlation with the show. And people thought that that show was stupid And they would shame me and make fun of me for liking this show. And that made me feel bad. There was just no way to win with these people. It was just always going to get made fun of. But yeah, it got that deep where people make you feel so insecure about your fucking name. Ugh. Okay, so let's talk about high school. High school was a little bit better due to the fact that there were more opportunities to get involved in high school. And I met so many new people from other different schools feeding into my high school. And I thought this was going to be a fresh start for me. However, I still experienced bullying. I always dreaded going to French class always because the same guys that I had French class with in middle school were also in that class. And they were still mean, calling me ugly, that I was a friendless loser, that nobody liked me, that I'm so annoying. And then there was this one guy from a different school. And he was very anti-Semitic, always made fun of the fact that I was Jewish, and not in a very positive way, like to poke fun at me, but to be a fucking frigid, rude, anti 
scientist. And there was this one time in French where we had this project. People were presenting and when his friends were up presenting, he wanted to make them laugh and distract them up there. So he had this sign that's a Jew pointing to me. And then he also wrote this letter of horrible things about Judaism, making a mockery out of the religion and including me into this. And it was hurtful. I kept telling him to stop, especially with the whole sign of where it was pointing Jew to me. I tried to rip it out of his hands because it was not necessary. And then I got in trouble for being a disruption. And so the interim teacher, because my teacher was on maternity leave, pulled my computer away. And so I would get it back at the end of class. <laughs> so insubordinate me was able to steal the computer when she wasn't looking because I didn't deserve to have my computer taken away. I needed that to make last minute touches on my project. Eventually, she realized that I took the computer back. And then she also gave me a C on my project when I worked so hard on that. And I just kind of blew up in her face because I was so heated by the anti-Semitism that I experienced. And I didn't get a chance to tell her about it because I was so heated about the C that she gave me when I deserved an A. And I said, you gave me a C? How dare you? I said something like that to her. So then I got in trouble. I got in school suspension for the insubordination and for being disrespectful to a teacher but she had no idea about the anti-semitism that went on so I'm almost positive he did not get in trouble for it so I shared with the principal of what happened she said she would look into it but I don't think anything happened but I remember I went home crying that day to my mom explaining to her what happened and she was not okay with it. She was, said she was going to make some calls, but I thought she was going to make some calls to the school. No. My mom actually called his parents. So it was during a weekend, and I'm just minding my own business in my room, and my mom said, hey, I need you to come downstairs. Jeremy is here with his dad. His name's not Jeremy. I'm just giving him a pseudo name. And I said, wait, what? Are you serious? And she goes, yes, like we, we need to talk. And I said, okay. So I go downstairs and I see that he's in my living room with his dad. Jeremy looks like he is completely defeated. He looked like a dog who had his tail between his legs and he was very ashamed. And his dad was saying, this is unacceptable with what my son did. And he was basically trying to apologize for his son's actions. He said, this is not tolerated in our household. And I'm glad your mom called me about this. I will not stand for this whatsoever. And he kept trying to like make Jeremy apologize. But I could tell Jeremy was just saying he was sorry because he got in trouble. And he was embarrassed that he was there. I am so uncomfortable. Like so uncomfortable. Because this anti-Semite is in my fucking house. Giving me some fake apology. Later on at school. So that following Monday. He walks up to me and gives me a note with this apology. And I knew it was just trash. 
I knew he just didn't mean anything he said. He's only apologizing because he got caught. But I will say he did leave me alone for the rest of the year. But I will never trust him ever again. So that's something that I'll just never forget. Also, this guy that I had a crush on in my childhood. So we're moving on to a different guy. He was a dick to me. He became an extra dick to me in high school. So whenever I walked past him in the hallway, he would always scream, ew, 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 to my face. And he would always serve food at me during lunch. So I remember senior year. It was a couple days after my ex and I were temporarily broken up for. And I was feeling down. I was having a really bad week because I was sad that we broke up. And he was launching food at my table and it kept hitting me. So I walked over there and I said, stop. Give me the bag. Just please stop. They didn't say anything. I walked away. So I was telling the girls that I was eating lunch with, if this happens again, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to throw my water on him. And they were like, do it. So it happens again and it hits me. I walk over there with my water. The whole cafeteria sees what I'm doing. They're going, like making a bunch of like crazy noises. And I aim my target. And so I look and so I'm immediately targeting the guy that I used to like when I was a kid and launching food at me and I took my water bottle and I just threw my water on him and everyone in the cafeteria goes crazy. So I see the vice principal walking up towards me. I knew I'm getting, I knew I'm about to get in trouble. So I said, let's go, let's go to your office. I didn't care that I was getting in trouble. I felt so great that I threw my water in him because that motherfucker deserved to get splashed with some water. So then I broke down crying in her office explaining my week, how I broke up with a boy. And I asked him to stop. He didn't stop. She gave me Saturday detention. I didn't get in trouble for it at home. But yeah, just, you know, when you are the target of... The fact that people want to throw food at you. It's just, it's its enough. I'm tired. And then I remember he tried to connect with me on LinkedIn. And I rejected that request so fast. Because, uh, boy, no. Outside of my high school, I was in this Jewish youth group called BBYO. And every Sunday, I would go to the JCC. And I would connect with Jews around my age and we would do different activities together and it was a really great way to make friends but I experienced a different kind of bullying um people were still fake but I had people who just straight up made fun of me to my face and they weren't very accepting of me and because I just felt like no matter where I would migrate to, because again, I thought BBYO was going to be my safe space to get away from my high school bullies, but I still wasn't treated very well. And I just got made fun of all the time just because I was being myself and I wanted to be accepted. I was weird. In fact, I'm still hella weird. Being normal put so much pressure on teenagers and forces them to not speak up and be opinionated. Teenagers just are so worried about what other people are going to think about them. So they really have to just 
put on this normal personality or try to be as normal as possible because they're super insecure and they're worried what other people are going to think about them. It took me forever and a day to realize how insecure and threatened these people were by me. They're probably listening to this now, laughing and thinking, lol, no. But to be honest, that's just a coping mechanism that they're using to make themselves feel better and for them to try to have power. It wouldn't surprise me if they were to invalidate um, everything that I felt back then and told me that nobody bullied me and that I'm making this all up, which again goes back to gaslighting. But that's how vicious these people were. I don't understand what it was about Richmond that bred such vile human beings, even from other schools. I just remember I just could not wait to go to college to escape it all. So I knew that I was going to go to a college where nobody else would go to. So I only applied to colleges far away from Richmond and tried to target schools that I didn't think any of my peers would attend. Most of my peers went to VCU, Sarge, which is a community college in Richmond, Radford University, JMU, and Longwood. That's where most of my bullies went to. Nobody went to ODU. Thank God. I was officially going to be safe and free from all the horrible people that I had to deal with in high school. So when graduation rolls around, I was so relieved because I was finally free. I didn't have to face or talk to these people every single day. But that didn't mean I was going to have to see them again because when I would go back home for the holidays, I would go out with this one girl who I'm still friends with from my high school. We would go out to bars and it was basically just a high school reunion. So I had to deal with these people. I had to put on a fake happy face, acting like everything was okay and that I was friends with these people. And I was really uncomfortable because I had so much resentment for these people and I had to be like, hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, trying to catch them up with life, giving them fake hugs. Ugh, I wanted to throw up. But you know, I tried to remain as civil and cordial with these people as much as I could. Speaking of reunions, my high school reunion was supposed to be at the end of this month, but it got postponed due to the pandemic. So I believe it's going to be in July 2021 now, but I have no desire to go. I remember when I got the invite on Facebook, I hit can't go. There was no reason for me to explain why I wasn't going because I knew that would just start shit and I didn't have the energy to deal with that. So, you know, I just graciously said can't go, left it at that. Nobody would care if I put can't go. Nobody would come being like, oh, Alana Pinsky is not going because if someone had the nerve to do that. And I'd be like, see, this is exactly why I said can't go because of stupid comments like this. So, yeah, I'm not attending my high school reunion. That just sounds like a waste of time and doesn't sound fun at all. So I will not be there. Just to kind of touch part on the reasons as to why I had to like leave my hometown and then eventually leaving Virginia. So I went to ODU. I had a great time at ODU. Best four years of my life for sure. But I realized how Virginia wasn't for me anymore. I started to apply to grad schools outside of Virginia. I realized I was becoming very brainwashed with Southern mannerisms, traditional values, modesty, and religious principles, especially within my sorority. I had to escape it, but 
I did a bad job because I chose to go to grad school in Kentucky. I thought going to Kentucky was going to solve all my problems and that was a whole mess in itself, which I'll have to address my grad school stuff in another episode. But yeah, Kentucky, that was not the place for me. So before my last year grad school started, I visited San Francisco with my family for the first time in 2015. I fell in love with the city. I was starting to feel a sense of peace in San Francisco and I knew SF would have all the opportunities for me outside of grad school as opposed to Richmond. As I mentioned earlier, Richmond lacked opportunities and I wanted to go to a city that had the opportunities and that was going to be friendly for young single professionals. So let me know if you want me to share a little bit more about my journey as to why I moved to San Francisco. I've explained some of my stuff on my channel, but I can always deep dive more into it later on in another episode. But that's just kind of what drove me to leaving Virginia. Even some people from my college became toxic afterwards. And they've instilled such toxic, harmful values that I don't agree with. I just kind of felt like not only Richmond was toxic, but I felt like Virginia as a state was toxic. And that's why I escaped. I just couldn't take it anymore. So, wow, this was a really long episode, but I had to just unapologetically say fuck you to all my hometown bullies. I'm so happy to not be there. You can have Richmond, Virginia, because I don't want it. I still sometimes don't feel really safe going back home. I always dread that I'm going to run into somebody. And I really don't want to be civil and say hi. Of course, if that happens, the next time I'm back home, I will ignore people. I will not say hi unless if it was somebody that I did like and didn't mind back then. But for the most part, I am staying in my lane and maintaining space. And I hope people will respect my boundaries to just leave me alone. Because I'm tired. I'm done. I've had enough. Yeah, I think I'll just kind of leave it you with that. That's basically my story with dealing with bullying. I'm sure some of you guys can probably relate to this. I would love to know a little bit more about your stories. Please share them with me on Instagram. If you're interested in following this podcast, make sure you check us out on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And if you want to send submissions about your unapologetic experiences and how you overcome certain situations, please share them with me at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com because I would love to start mentioning your unapologetic or shameless experiences in the beginning of every episode and we can talk about it together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is like the first real long episode that I've made since last week's episode was about 10 minutes long. So I hope you liked it. Make sure you give this podcast a review if you're listening to it in the Apple podcast store. And I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.